You're listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible is Literature. Hi, this is Father Mark Bulos, and you are listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature podcast. This week, Father Paul stresses that in Hebrew and Greek, the word house reflects the meaning of both house and household. I am delighted to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. Going back to Exodus... When you serve as midwife to the Hebrew women and see them upon the birth stool, if it is a son, you shall kill him, but if it is a daughter, she shall live. That's the Pharaoh telling his servants. But the midwives feared God and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them, but let the male children live. And that is already preparing the hearer to realize that in the so-called exodus a little bit later it is the will of God that will prevail and not the will of Pharaoh okay you just hear the story as it is and you don't paint an icon of Saint Shifra and Saint Pua as the Orthodox do oh great woman, saintly woman and then you decide which one of the two will become the protectress of the midwives and the patroness of the midwives I mean come on now so the king of Egypt called the midwives and said to them why have you done this and let the male children live <laughs> okay now, if you decide in Minnesota that these two women saints would become the protectresses of the midwives, no one will stop you. The governor of Minnesota will not say anything. Which means you are not rendering the scriptural story. And listen to their answer. Very interesting because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women for they are vigorous the Hebrew is interesting because it's the feminine participle plural of the verb haya to live remember there are two words haya means he was and haya means he lived hayim life they are full of life. That is how the original sounds. And thus, one step further, they give life. And are delivered, they give birth before the midwife comes to them. Very interesting answer that is really a joke against the Pharaoh. What can we do? It's already all done. So God dealt well with the midwives and the people multiplied and grew very strong. Okay? Here suddenly the English has people. Technically you can take it plural or singular, but it can work both ways. But again, the Hebrew 
has the singular with the first verb the people singular multiplied but then you use following that the plural which is common in Hebrew in the Bible all over you can take it either way here you have a combination of both and then you have the verb asam to become majestic great of in importance very much okay the English has the lame they grew very strong and because the midwives fear God he gave them families and the families here is the plural of house which is bait and its plural is batim so technically it is the house that is important and this brings you back to verse 1 where we hear that the sons of Israel who came to Egypt with Jacob each with his household so again in both in the Bible it's important to realize that in both Hebrew and Greek the same word means either or okay bait and ikos in Greek reflect these two realities because ultimately your house is your household okay and that's the play earlier that we met that God will build to Sarah a house that is a household and the text on purpose uses the verb bana which technically applies only to a building now people get excited great father Paul that's a great sermon for my next Sunday I'm going to impress stop bedazzling your parishioners setting them up to masturbation stop doing that explain the original text in English let me repeat that and that brings to mind a woman who started taking Hebrew she's a mother you know and then I stress the Hebrew she kept up and up and then when it became difficult she stopped but once jokingly she made the comment to me that father Paul you want me to teach my children Hebrew I said no and I didn't say no sweetheart as Americans do just no I'm teaching you Hebrew if you are willing to continue so that you can teach the children the original text in English and she and the people around her just were stunned by my answer and I'm repeating it today I'm teaching you I'm not teaching your children I'm not teaching you so that you can teach your children father Paul's sermons and teaching are you kidding me I'm teaching you so that you can teach 
yourself scripture as I'm trying to teach you scripture then Pharaoh commanded all his people every son that is born to the Hebrews you shall cast into the Nile but you shall let every daughter live and you could see that this is the setup for the story of Exodus you all know how the so-called plagues culminate with butchering of the firstborn of the Egyptians and the saving of the firstborn of the Israelites okay so as usual the first chapter is very important because it sets the tone for the entire story and I showed you how it reaches throughout scripture again especially through the names of the two midwives and then in chapter 2 we have the introduction of the one who will be the main character in the event of Exodus and then throughout until Deuteronomy and beyond that through his teaching throughout the Bible which is Moses so chapter 2 starts like this now a man from the house of Levi went and took to wife a daughter of Levi again Moses is presented as a son of Levi in view of the fact that his brother Aaron would be the head of the priesthood and the name Levi is connected with the priesthoods you know it through Levites and so on and so forth now don't start to figure out and go and dig in Egypt and Israel and Sinai to find the bones of Levi I mean for heaven's sakes silly western scholarship but what can we do the woman conceived and bore a son notice this that a Levi is taking another Levite because that will be later in the law that a priest should take a person from the tribe if possible to keep the whole thing together which is the classic approach to priesthood I mean you have this very often you know in the orthodox tradition obviously the Catholics do not get uh, the priests do not get married but you you marry a daughter uh, you could see it on the website of the orthodox churches in North America that a son of a priest married a daughter of a priest or just a new priest married a daughter of a priest and so on and so forth so you can give this example to make the people understand what's going on the woman conceived and bore a son and when she saw that he was a goodly child she hid him three months and when she could hide him no longer she took for him a basket made of bulrushes okay very important I talked about this matter earlier but let's revisit it now because it's very important mainly that the word teba teba is translated as basket whereas the same word is translated as ark in the story of Noah which means that teba technically is a box
but this is detrimental in the English translation because if you have ark in the case of Noah you're going to connect it with the ark of the covenant it's impossible that you would do otherwise whereas in the original the basket of Moses which is Teba is connected to what is translated as Ark of Noah and that is very important and I made my comments then that both of them had to do with the waters and so on so you could hear the connection and then the text is making this even clearer because it's adding and daubed it with bitumen and pitch which you have heard earlier in 614 now in English only the word pitch brings to mind the other but still you are hearing that it's a basket and if you have a smart student in your Sunday school would ask you why should he do that for the basket you know and you will be in trouble answering and she put the child in it and placed it among the reeds again this will prepare us for the story of Exodus so you see how the threat of the water underlines this story and brings to mind the story of the flood because Suf reads is the word that will appear later with what is translated unfortunately with the Red Sea although in the original is Yom Suf now I know a smart preacher would say because there are a lot of reeds in the Red Sea and so on but you're adding Red Sea and the original doesn't allow you this and then you will have the signature at the end at the river's brink okay now river is like the sea in the Bible and so on but what is interesting at least to me hearing the original that what is translated as brink is the lip of the river and it's an expression we have it also in Arabic because what's the lip is the edge the rim of something use it also in English to refer to the rim of a glass and so on now to go ahead for 15 minutes and speak on the English is not helpful for the story but it is helpful to draw the attention of your hearers not to say ah it's impossible no one talks like that yes people talk the way their language tells them how to talk but what's the big deal here the big deal is that that word Safa is the same word that is used in the post flood story to speak 
of the language and thus the languages of the peoples with another word which is Lashon which means tongue and I discuss this in both my books am I making sense? I am convinced that I'm making sense not to you figure things out and do what you want so long as you don't appeal to the English you have to tell me what the text is saying and the text is not in English with all due respect to the Baptists and the way they look at the KJV inspired directly by God as you see on many of their signs in North Carolina no, no, no it doesn't work that way so you have pitch you have lip and you have teba the Bible as Literature is a production of the Ephesus School Network